Well, welcome back to the Liberty on Fire podcast. This is your host, Libertarian Tony. So this is a quick hits in the news episode, and we'll cover some of the drama that's been going on over the weekend. And it, of course, involves Hillary Clinton and Tulsi Gabbard. So as many of you probably know, there's an open battle now between Hillary and Tulsi. I think it's kind of interesting to go through a little bit of like a timeline here and flashback. So let's, let's do on a little uh, journey. We'll flash back to 2011. So under the Obama administration, uh, which of course included the, the loser, Hillary Clinton, remember how she lost to Obama as a Democratic nominee leading up to the 2008 election? Anyway, Hillary Clinton was very much involved in Obama's reign as commander-in-chief. And you have Obama, Hillary, and some other evil people such as like General Petraeus and John Brennan with the CIA, and some foreign leaders in the Saudi Arabian government and Jordan, and of course Netanyahu from Israel. You have all these people got together and they hatched this plan that Assad must go, that we need some sort of regime change there in Syria to get Assad out. So this was called Operation Timber Sycamore, and it's all over the internet, right? It's, it's even on Wikipedia, so just go look it up. I'm going to put some articles in uh, the show notes for you guys about this. Anyway, uh, Trump ended this whole program in 2017, and I, I guess you can find many other sites online that'll have more information about it, but you can start with Wikipedia and then go to my articles. Anyway, so this was an operation that was led by the CIA which clearly involved all of these people in these different governments to directly arm and fund extremist Islamist groups on the fringes of Iraq in order so that they would go and attack Assad in Syria and try to help get Assad out, right? That was their plan. So you give money and guns to al-Qaeda and al-Nusra and you ask them to go and attack Assad, which they did. However, this group got really, really powerful and strong, ended up taking more and more American weapons from uh, Iraqi forces that completely abandoned the uh, weapons and arms that we gave them, and they basically conquered the entire western region of Iraq and eastern Syria. This was ISIS. Remember the Islamic State? Anyway, well, Obama and Hillary Clinton helped form ISIS. They armed and aided a known terrorist organization— and enemies of the United States, meaning they are war criminals. This is a known fact. Again, go look it up, read the articles that I put out there in the show notes, and you'll find plenty of this on the internet. Okay, so keep that in the back of your mind. You have Obama uh, going out to all the different news conferences and interviews and saying Assad must go. And I'm sure you, you probably remember at least some of that if you were politically aware several years ago. Anyway, so that happened years ago, and of course then after this you know, CIA-sponsored terrorist group caused so much havoc in the region, we had to send more U.S. troops into Iraq to fight against it, and we had to look around and see who would be willing to help us fight against ISIS, and that's where we found the Kurds. We gave them money and weapons and training to help fight ISIS that we created. Okay, anyway, I've covered this on a prior podcast, so now let's fast forward to this current issue between Hillary and Gabbard. 
So just last week, right before the fourth Democratic debate, both CNN and the New York Times put out nasty articles where Tulsi was called a Russian agent by the New York Times and labeled as a puppet of the Russian government by CNN. Now think about the optics on this. How bad does this look for the Times and CNN to call the first female combat veteran running for U.S. presidency a traitor or a Russian agent? Think about the freaking cojones you got to have to do that. So, of course, this kind of seems out of place, like it came out of nowhere. And then during the debate, Gabbard called out the moderators from CNN and the New York Times and said that the comments were completely despicable. Okay, great. Then we have Hillary Clinton. Last week, this is, I think, right after the debate, during an interview, she told this Democratic operative and podcast host, David Pluff, that the Russians were grooming a female Democratic candidate, referring clearly to Gabbard, with Hillary saying, I'm not making any predictions, but I think they've got their eye on somebody who is currently in the Democratic Party and are grooming her to be a third-party candidate. Interesting, right? So Clinton also said that she's a favorite of the Russians and has a bunch of sites and bots and other ways of supporting her so far. So I mean, so the news and Hillary Clinton are both calling decorated U.S. Army National Guardsmen a traitor, right? They are using the fact that she went to meet with Assad in early 2017 as evidence that she's an Assad apologist and an agent of Russia. Well, do you know who else met with Assad? Nancy Pelosi did. She led a bipartisan congressional delegation to the Middle East in 2007. So in addition to Pelosi, here's a list of people from Congress that met with Assad. Joe Pitts, Robert Adderholt, Representative Frank Wolf, Daryl Issa, David Hobson, Tom Lantos, Henry Waxman, Nick Rahal, and Louise Slaughter. Oh, and Keith Ellison. Okay, so get this. Guess who also openly supported Pelosi's trip to Syria and meeting with Assad? Hillary Clinton and Dianne Feinstein. Okay, now let's get back to more current times. You got Tulsi then shot back at Hillary in a tweet saying, Great, thank you, Hillary Clinton, you, the queen of warmongers, embodiment of corruption, and personification of the rot that has sickened the Democratic Party for so long, have finally come out from behind the curtain. From the day I announced my candidacy, there has been a concerted campaign to destroy my reputation. We wondered who was behind it and why. Now we know. It was always you. Through your proxies and powerful allies in the corporate media and war machine, afraid of the threat I pose. It's now clear that this primary is between you and me. Don't cowardly hide behind your proxies. Join the race directly. Wow. I mean, that, that's like a huge wow moment for me. Well, I do have to say that this was a pretty awesome response by Tulsi. It's probably a little bit too little too late for her election campaign, However, in the past week, she did go up a tiny bit, right? We have, before the debate, the real clear politics average uh, polls for her, she was at 0.8%, and now she's at a whopping 1.2%. Yeah, so her numbers are still pretty bad and very unlikely that she's going to be the Democratic nominee. But taking all that aside, now we have to really ask why. 
Why doesn't Hillary and the establishment corporate media want Tulsi to be the nominee? Why would they bother going after somebody who's polling at 1%? So there's a lot to unpack here, and let's get into it. So let's not forget, Hillary Clinton was completely humiliated by getting destroyed by Barack Obama. This is a U.S. senator at the time with less than two years of experience, and he just jumped into the race and took it away from her, or so she probably believes, right? So that, that was her rightful you know, spot. That was, she was supposed to be the next president, and Obama stole it from her. So then she felt like she was putting in her time and working with Obama for a bunch of years, and then trying to build up a base of support for herself. And in 2015, she even colluded with the DNC and news outlets to rig the primary for herself against Bernie Sanders. And of note, at the time, Tulsi Gabbard came out in support of Bernie Sanders over Hillary Clinton. Can you say grudge? Anyway, then comes along this crazy Donald Trump character and kicks her ass in 2016, so much so that she was too upset to address her people the night of the election. I mean, Hillary lost despite helping orchestrate the whole Russia collusion hoax in the background while Obama was still president. And remember, Hillary and the DNC were the ones who paid for the Steele dossier from that ex-British spy which was used to get the FISA warrants in order to spy on Trump and all his campaign people. So despite all this rigging and colluding in the background by Hillary and the DNC, Trump still won, and this completely devastated Hillary again. And now since then, I mean, Clinton has been blaming everyone from the FBI to Russia for her loss in 2016. She still thinks, and has mentioned this in recent interviews, that she is the legitimate president of the United States and that Trump and the Russians stole it from her. And now, she thinks it might be time, again, possibly to swoop in on her broom with her pointed hat and crooked teeth and declare herself like some sort of savior for the Democratic Party's chances to defeat Trump next year. Really? Hillary, who lost to Obama, who had no experience, and Hillary, who lost to Donald Trump, even after rigging the primary for herself against Bernie Sanders? She's going to save the Democratic Party? Okay, so now let's go back to the question of why. Why is Hillary Clinton going after Tulsi Gabbard instead of Biden or Warren or Bernie Sanders? Again, why is she going after somebody polling at 1%? Does that make any sense? Well, of course, it's because Tulsi Gabbard is a veteran. She's the only Democratic candidate on stage and at her rallies calling for an end to all these crazy wars in the Middle East. Right? Do you remember from the debate when she said that she wants to end these regime change wars? Well, Hillary has her hands covered in blood from the last set of regime change wars in the Middle East, right? Hillary was not only responsible for arming ISIS and destroying that part of the Middle East, she was also responsible for toppling Muammar Gaddafi in Libya and destroying that country. Remember when she talked about Gaddafi being killed? She laughed about it in an interview. And she said, we came, we saw, and he died. And then she let out an evil cackle. It kind of sounded like a witch. Well, and that's all over the internet as well, and you could just play a YouTube of it. And that took part during uh, an interview with CBS News. So anyway, this is Hillary Clinton's legacy in the Middle East. She basically helped destroy the Middle East and is responsible for hundreds and thousands of deaths, millions of people displaced, and of course she's thinking about getting back in 
and wants to win the presidency again, you know, her rightful place, because she doesn't want her legacy to be thrown out by this anti-war Democratic candidate, Tulsi Gabbard. In order for Hillary Clinton's message to resonate, right, she has to not own up to her mistakes, because politicians never ever admit they made a mistake. She has to double down on them. And doubling down on her mistakes from years ago, she has to come out and destroy Tulsi Gabbard now. So let's not forget the media in all this. The media is 100% on board with anything Hillary Clinton wants because Hillary is 100% on board with the CIA. The CIA basically gives out marching orders to several news organizations, and that's why the entire news media was in support of the Iraq war and the whole weapons of mass destruction hoax. Remember, those? none of those weapons existed. And that's why the news media was in favor of Assad must go. And that's why the news media was in favor of arming and working with the Kurds and fighting ISIS. And that's also why the news media is completely against Trump pulling troops out of Syria. So this also provides you with reasons behind why the CIA and the media want Trump out of the presidency. So anyway, I guess this fighting is going back and forth on Twitter and in the news between Hillary and Tulsi. And Tulsi even put out an ad video over the weekend talking about being a veteran and ending the regime change wars. And I think she actually did a pretty good job with the ad. And if anything, this will kind of help boost her a little bit. It's really unclear how much of a boost she's going to get, but she did go up a tiny bit since last week. I guess only time will tell. So let's also take a look at how bad this looks for, I guess, the Democratic Party overall, right? How bad this looks for Hillary Clinton as well. I mean, over the weekend, you've got other Democratic candidates that came out in support of Tulsi Gabbard instead of Hillary, okay? So that doesn't look good for her. This hurts her chances of getting back into the 2020 race. I mean, Hillary really looks tired and sick and fragile, a woman whose bitterness and evil is literally eating her up from the inside out. I mean, she's the epitome of everything wrong with America and in politics, and Tulsi Gabbard stood up to her and laughed in her face. Anyway, during the last debate, Tulsi Gabbard looked like a reasonable moderate, right? Of course, I, I mean, I completely disagree with her on supporting, you know, a ban on assault weapons and raising the minimum wage and free college tuition, yada, yada, yada. However... Her positions on abortion and health care are on the moderate side. In addition, she also doesn't look at the impeachment of Trump the same way that everybody else does. So for a moderate like Tulsi to be doing so poorly in the polls, this probably helps boost Trump, right? Because if Trump has to go up against, you know, one of three possible choices like Biden or Warren or Bernie Sanders, then Trump's chances of winning are probably better than if he had to go up against a moderate like Tulsi Gabbard. I guess on some issues, I would even classify Biden as a moderate too. But I don't think there's any chance that Biden can stand up to Trump next year. Okay, now for some proof that Tulsi Gabbard is a moderate. Other than being the best one on foreign policy, look at what she said about abortion during the debate. She said she does think there should be some restrictions in place. She wants to codify Roe v. Wade while making sure that during the third trimester, abortion is not an option unless the life or severe health consequences of the woman are at risk. She basically is going down the route of how the Democrats felt about abortion 15 years ago. And during the debate, she said that she thinks abortion should be safe, legal, and rare. And then on impeachment, she has some concerns too. 
She said that if the impeachment is driven by like a hyper-partisan interest, it's only going to further the divide in an already ter- terribly divided country. She said that if the House votes to impeach and the Senate does not vote to remove Trump, then he walks out and feels exonerated, further deepening the divide in the country, and she said the country and the party can't afford that. Well, I mean, that's all probably right. I mean, there's a good chance here that Trump and the Republicans will feel more vindicated and politically stronger when this latest impeachment attempt fails. And Trump can use it as ammunition for his re-election campaign. So I guess I have to float a question to you guys now. Given all this crap that's going on between Tulsi Gabbard and Hillary Clinton and the extremist views of the Democratic Party and most of the candidates, except for Tulsi, does this spell another disaster for the Democratic Party next year? Well, that will do it for today. Thank you all for listening to the Liberty on Fire podcast. Please do me two favors. Number one is to share the show. Remember that we want to continue to advance the message of individual liberty and sharing and growing the show is one of the best ways to do that. The second favor is to subscribe, rate, and review the show on iTunes. A five-star rating is much appreciated. Also, please check out our website, libertyonfire.org. Thank you very much. And until next time, let's keep those fires of liberty burning bright. (laughs) 